that's when I realized the good news she was talking about. Aren't you glad to be here this Joy evening? To the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive our King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing.
Amen. Would you take a moment and re welcome those around you. Joy to the world, joy to our congregation. We're glad you're here this Christmas Eve. Welcome those to Crossroads. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Try that a cappella. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. For he alone is worthy. The cross. 
We'll give him all the glory. 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 Christ the Lord. Father, we greet you this evening. We thank you for this time that we have on this Christmas Eve afternoon to honor you and to bless your name. God, thank you for the time of worship we've had already, and we ask that you'll bless the time to follow. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
Thank you so much. Well, it's so good to see everybody tonight or this afternoon uh, up here on this hill. If you're happy to be here tonight, say amen. amen. That sounds unanimous. This uh, gift box right up here on the front of the church uh, is kind of emblematic of what we try to do at Christmas time here in our church. Uh, we have this idea that this is Jesus' birthday, not ours. And so what we try to do is share what we have with people around the world. And uh, we have uh, our birthday gift to Jesus offering every year. And uh, we do have a new total as of yesterday. And I think our new total now is 54000 and uh, And so the, the grand total is seventy. And so in the next three or four weeks, we're asking our people to pray about their gift to give for missions. Now, this is all money that we give away. We don't keep it. We just give it all away. And it's our way to be a blessing to missionaries that are taking the good news of Christ around the world. And uh, so we're pretty happy of how the Lord is blessing that particular offering. Also, one other thing tonight, out in the foyer of the church, uh, on your way out uh, this afternoon, over on the left side, there's this little table, and in that, on that table, there are these little booklets, and uh, that's what we call the Bible reading plan for the next year. I know everybody who knows the Lord thinks in their mind, well, you know, one of these years I'm going to read the Bible through. Well, this is the time to do it. We have the plan out there in the foyer. Just reach, take it. Put it in your Bible, and uh, you'll have fun with it. You'll check off the days, and you can follow right along with us as the church here reads the Bible through this next year. They're free. Just pick them up, take them home, and by all means, use them. Uh, on this eve, sometimes people bring their birthday gift to Jesus offering to church, and so we're going to give everybody an opportunity for those who have prepared to do that, to do that right now. And so let's stand together as our ushers will come right now and we'll receive the offering for tonight. Sometimes people um, give it at various times throughout the Christmas season and then sometimes people bring their gifts to Christ uh, on this evening. And so, gentlemen, if you'll prepare to take the offering, we will appreciate that a lot. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your love, and, and now you've blessed us so much, and most everybody uh, here tonight has a means of income, and uh, we don't take that for granted. We know that's, uh, that's how you take care of us. And so now, Lord, we come to take care of your missionaries around the world, and we pray that you'll bless each gift and each giver. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Sing together, shall we? Angels from the realms of glory, let's stand together.
And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The shepherds, beholding his labor of love, coming down from heaven to join us.
to our new four o'clock Christmas Eve service. Isn't it great to see everybody out? And uh, to celebrate God's labor of love. For that's really what this was. It was God's labor of love for you and I. That God would become man. That he would take on the form of a man. Become flesh. The Bible tells, it, tells us that he became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And you know, as I stand here at the manger scene tonight, I'm reminded of all the different memories that we have of Christmas you know, I have a certain memories of my childhood growing up at Christmas, and maybe you have certain ones that are good, certain ones that are bad. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have a lot of good memories, but also have some, some hard time memories. But one of the memories that I always have is of, of the manger scene under the tree. And now for my own children, as I've tried to raise my family, I've tried to let the, the manger take the main part of our Christmas and so in our living room, we have a manger that's identical to this, and uh, it has all the, all the actors of, of the nativity that were there. Of course, baby Jesus is always at the center. My daughter was taking a Spanish class, and she told me that in, in Mexico, I guess it was, that they don't put baby Jesus in the manger till Christmas Day because uh, they're so worried about somebody stealing him. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Uh, but Jesus is really the main event and as we look at the, as you look at the, look at the people that are around there, we always think of the wise men, we think of the shepherds, we think of baby Jesus, we think of Mary and Joseph. But you know, there's one guy that always gets a little bit of a bad rap, isn't there? And that's the innkeeper. You know, he always gets the rap for there was no room in the inn. And uh, Luke chapter two seven says that that Mary was uh, back in the in the uh, manger, and uh, she was back there, and she wrapped her babe in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And I just couldn't help but think, here's this poor guy. He always, he's always got the, the no room guy. He was always the guy with a lot of, he gets the bad rap at Christmas. But I just happened to think if he was there and he saw this pregnant woman, would he really say 
Uh, no room. You have to go out in the back, and you have to you have to stay in our out where the cattle are lowing. You have to go out there in the most horrible place, even though you are pregnant, and your husband says you're due any moment. You have to go out there. I would say that he was probably just too busy to really understand what was going on, too busy to even see the the depth of what was happening here. This was God coming and becoming flesh. God left heaven and came to earth so that you and I might have eternal life. And this was the greatest event in history next to the, res- to the cross and the resurrection. When God sh- began to show his love, he displayed his love for you and I. When he left heaven, he humbled himself and came not just through any means. He didn't come through St. Clair Hospital. He came through the back of the stable. He came where it was lowly. And because that was a humble beginning doesn't mean he had no power. He had lots of power. Humility is power under control, our pastor tells us. And I want you to think about that tonight. But, you know, I often wonder about my own life. Am I too busy to recognize God's labor of love? You know, this December can be a very busy month, especially if you have children. You're going from Christmas play to Christmas play to Christmas party to sports events to this and to that. And by the time Christmas Day comes, you, you just can't even see straight. But you know what? I wonder if we're sometimes like the innkeeper. We get a bad rap. Well, really, it's because we're just too busy to see what God's doing. Maybe we're also like, the, um, like Herod. You know, the Bible talks about King Herod. King Herod, whenever he heard that Jesus was coming, that he was going to be the king of the Jews, he said that he was going to wipe out all the little babies. And so he, he put out the edict to, to kill the little baby boys. And as he did that, as, as the edict went out, there was Herod. He was threatened by Jesus. Sometimes I wonder in our life, are we threatened by Jesus? Are we threatened by what he could come and do in our life? This is the God of the universe the Bible says that he lived a perfect, holy, sinless life so that you could have eternal life. And at times, maybe I'm a little threatened. Well, maybe he would want me to go to church every Sunday. <laughs> or maybe he would want me to read the Bible. Or maybe he would want me to give my money to the missionaries. And we have all these different things that we, we say, wow, he could be a little threat to my life. And we don't really come and say he's a threat, but we kind of act that way. Or maybe we're tonight like the shepherds and the wise men. You know, when you think of the shepherds and the wise men, those are always the good guys in the story, aren't they? The shepherds and the wise men, you look at them, they're sitting around the, around the Christmas, uh, around the nativity, and the shepherds, they heard the angels out in the field. You know, uh, when I was a kid, I remember hearing that song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I always wondered, you know, who is Hark? You know, Hark the Herald. Who is, who is Harold? Maybe his name was Harold. Harold the angel sang, you know. And, uh, but, you know, they were out in the field and they, they heard the Herald. It was the Herald because it was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the announcement was coming. So the shepherds came and they, the Bible says over here in Luke chapter 2 in verse 20, it says that the shepherds returned after they witnessed this event, glorifying and praising God with all that they had seen and heard which were just as they had been told. Tonight, I would like to challenge you to be like the shepherds, like the wise men who followed the star to come to Bethlehem. Like the shepherds, they came, and they, followed, they, they, they witnessed this event, and they fell down and they worshiped Jesus. Tonight, it's easy for us to say, well, we're just so busy. Or I'm afraid maybe God might 
do something in my life that I'm afraid of. Or we can just humbly say, tonight, God, thank you. Thank you for this gift, eternal life. Thank you for coming to earth and paying the price for me. As our choir comes back to, to sing, I'd like to ask you just to pause for a few moments. And uh, as, they, as our choir comes back up, they'll get into formation here to sing. They're going to be singing a song called Peace on Earth. And the challenge is for us to have peace, not just on earth, but within our hearts. And ask God to, to work in your life tonight. This is a great time to meet with the Lord. Christmas Eve, that's why we gather up here on this hill. That's why we come together and we open the Bible and we read Luke chapter 2. And we, and we worship Him because God wants to do something in your life. You know, without war, there would be no peace. And there certainly is a lot of war in your life at times. There's war all around our world, but there's a lot of war within ourselves at, at times. Sometimes it's just the things of this world that have us too busy. We're involved with so many things. We're involved with with uh, uh, activities, technology, family gatherings that we just don't make time for God. Sometimes we're threatened. But tonight, let's worship the Lord, the newborn king, because that newborn king grew up, lived a perfect sinless life, died on the cross to pay for your sin, and he came back to life again for you, and he offers you peace. Peace on earth, but I would say tonight, more importantly, peace within your heart.